everybody. It's Jay with the Odafest Podcast. I've got Angelo and Nancy, as usual. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. I hope everyone's been doing well, flourishing in the spring weather. It's been oh my quite God, nice. It's been wonderful. It We've has hit like been. 15s and uh, an occasional 17 and anything this above 10. This fall spring is wonderful, although I'm worried mm. for second winter. <laughs> that sounds like a ho- it's like a hobbit version. Yeah, but at this point there'll be fake winters. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he knows about second winter, Mary. <laughs> Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, uh we have an announcement. Uh please join us in welcoming back uh voiceover artist Erica Lindbeck to Odafest 2021. Erica has been the principal actor in American cartoons, video games, and anime, sporting credits such as Emma Sky of Phoenix Wright. Cassie Cage from Mortal Kombat 11, Jesse Raspberry from uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, and Captain Marvel in Marvel Future Avengers, and Eli Ayase of Love Live, and Kairi Miyazono from Your Lion April. Additional uh, information can be found on our upcoming guests and their schedules in the coming weeks by visiting odafest.com, as well as our event information and viewing platform. We'll see you soon. I, I, I do believe that it's Eli Ayase. Uh, I, I don't think that's an Eli. Ah, uh, it might be an Ellie, but I read it as Eli because the book I of ain't Eli no Ayase. We- I ain't no weeb. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this is? Uh, I an think anime this is podcast? a podcast no. about anime and Japanese culture. In which we talk about Actually, anime. that's bullshit. That's not what this podcast is I about. I don't no, this carry masu like. what you are talking about. <laughs> wow, that was actually painful to hear. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, Alright. Um, I'm super excited <laughs> to see Erica because she's been in so much. Like, North American stuff and uh, Japanese goodies that have been translated and dubbed over. It's God very exciting. Damn, she has range. Like it, Right? Just voice range, but, like, project range, too. Like, it is, it's not until you look her up that you're like, wait a minute, she was in this? Wait a minute, she was in, what? This big this nanny energy voiceover artist has been yep. in everything from Barbie to Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Not being in Barbie. Literally is Barbie. Barbie. Yes, the she Barbie. is the voice of Barbie. She is the girl. Yeah, isn't that isn't that just crazy? I'm so excited to to have her as part of our live stream event. She will be. I'm, I'm sure her panel would be super fun. Hmm. Um. <laughs> I was just thinking about though, like you know, the mispronunciation. So I do apologize for, it, but uh, just. It always amuses me when you see. Uh, I, I saw like a clip of Azumanga Daio uh, recently, so that's like an old ass callback. Dang, oh, that's yeah. a but, callback. Uh, do you remember like the teachers? And one of them was an English teacher, I think. And like the clip was of them like t- uh, speaking to foreigners. And I <laughs> love like the Japanese uh, accentation of English. They're like, hello, how are you? Fine, thank you. Like, and My I always God, think that's hilarious. The 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 cat from Azumanga Daio is the just one that like chomps my everyone. Spirit animal. No, not the one that <laughs> chomps everyone. The 
ハローエブリニアン Thank you. You're talking about Chio's dad. Oh,、Chio's... I wish I were a bird. Yeah. Yeah, the, Pretty... the Norio Wakamoto cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. dear. I remember that. Those are old. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know how many people know that show anymore. I'm, real, I'm a little sad. But There are show. people younger than that show, and it's entirely possible that they're legal drinking age. Ah.、Uh. If I、uh, if I really want to destroy us, let's go look up what that, when that show came out. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy.、Uh, mm. I was reminded yesterday that Final、oh、Fantasy God, X is、right. 20 years old. Oh, God, I'm, I'm right. right. It's April I'm 8, right. 2002.、Uh, oh, God. Oh,、uh, wow. Oh, I didn't want to be that、uh, correct. <laughs> oh, no. 19. That's most, most legal. Like, that's legal in most places. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. 19. And I'm not even、wow. saying, like, Canada. Like, yeah, the US is, I believe, 21. But, like, aside from、Canada. that, like, a lot of places around the world are 18 or 19. Hooray. Oof. Oof. Old. I'd rewatch that show, though. I'd, re- I'd rewatch Azumanga. This is something fun in the background. Wow. <laughs> I wonder if Erica Lindbeck voices it. <laughs> Maybe、I、she's Chio. Nope. I don't think so. I looked up the credits. I don't remember all the credits, but I'm pretty sure Azamanga is not one of them. That's、uh, fair. That's fair. So, obviously, we're on a very、uh, anime episode sort of bent.、Uh, there's a reason for that. It's because it is the Winter 2020 season recap. So,、yes. we're reviewing all the stuff that sort of we recommended. From、uh, episode, what was it, 122? Yeah, 122. Something like that. Something like 14 episodes ago, which sounds about right, time wise. And yeah.、Um, the season is just about over. So we finally watched one episode <laughs> of anime to see if, they were, if we thought they would be worth it.、Um, before we get too far ahead into them,、uh, it's going to list them off what they were. We had、uh, Skate the Infinity,、uh, Dr. Ramane, Mysterious Disease Specialist, X Arm,、uh, Otherworld Picnic, and Heaven's Design Team. So, five shows, different genres for the most part,、uh, all interesting in their own ways. Uh, uh-huh. Does anyone want to start us off with Skate and、uh, how you felt about it? Skate the Infinity. Yeah, let's, let's sports go. anime. Sports anime. Is it、yeah. really sports? It's not a sports anime. It's, it's, it's just an anime that、uh, happens to involve something that is tangentially sports. It's, yes. It's, it's, just, a vehicle, it's just a vehicle for a hot pink. Uh, dad mom character. Oh, god, hey, why not?、So、dude, dude, Cherry Blossom is、It's、like the Tony Stark of Skate the Infinity. It's great. <laughs>、uh, so, what can we say? What can we say? Skate the Infinity is what happens、Had. when some、uh, animator in Japan wakes up one day and is like, yo, yo, Tony Hawk Underground was a pretty great game. But, but what if it was. Uh, a BL anime. And then he brought it to the studio. He, he brought it to Studio Bones. They're like, yeah, we love this. 
But but does it really have to be BL? What if it's just like Fujoshi bait? And then everyone was like, Yeah, let's make it. Let's like, make it. Congratulations, okay. you now own the company. This is your raise, your promotion. Yeah. Um and I so, will say I was super impressed with the animation. Like the actual action bits were pretty well done. The entirety of the anime, like I've been, this is one of the ones that I have actually been keeping up with all season, oh, and yeah. uh, it's consistently good. Ooh, I love the animation. I love promising. the character designs. I love the characters themselves. Like your main characters are Reki, some uh, hot-blooded, red-haired, spiky-haired protagonist, and then Langa, his uh, his almost kudere, uh, pastel blue-haired, bowl cut. Canadian protagonist. Yes, Canadian. By the yeah. way, a snowboarder. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so the whole the whole thing about Langa is like he was some prodigy snowboarder, but now he's uh he's stuck in Japan instead for reasons. And uh he he fills his snowboard fix by doing uh skateboarding instead. And that's <laughs> That's kind of the premise around what goes on. And the funniest thing was, like, the fact that his coping mechanism for the transition was to duct tape his feet to the board. That yes. was the part that made me laugh the most in that episode. Oh, my As God. As someone who was... has done both sports, completely realistic, I don't understand why more snowboarders don't just skateboard in the offseason. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> all you got to do is get some duct tape and, you know, we... We got that in Canada too, so we should be fine. But no. Like they oh. actually there's actually like a mini arc about uh tuning and tailoring a skateboard to him to make it Ooh. feel more and more like a snowboard. And Ooh. and just that's fun. But uh, uh every single character in the show is great. And eventually they do introduce like a big big bad of of the the skateboarding community but on the way there you get like you get every every bl archetype on the way like like recce i'm not even joking like the first time i saw anything from this anime i was like wait is this bl and then as like i start watching this and i'm like somebody really wanted this to be it to be bl and they just couldn't fit it in the story uh in the foreground so it ended up just being Fujoshi bait. I have I have a question uh, because you've watched yeah. more of it than us. Mm-hmm. Are there female skateboarders? No. <laughs> okay, that's all I Are really need. Are there any to female up, characters? There's like two female characters in the entire show, and that's Langa's mom and one police character that's gotten like thirty seconds of screen time over the course of eleven episodes. Wow. Nice. So oh, it's a oh, very... and Shadow's uh, Shadow's crush, who's also gotten like thirty seconds of screen time. Wait, huh. Shadow's Crush is a female? Yes. What? Wow. It's uh, his boss at the... This true, is really a he's spoiler. He's a true antagonist. They make this very obvious. He's a true uh, antagonist. But his boss at the flower shop, he he has a total huge crush on her. That's cute. And sure, because wow. of this, uh, he is the only character who is basically confirmed uh, either straight or bi. Like okay. everybody else, you get I mean, you get the right. vibes. So, from. so I, I can know. see where you're where you're trying to justify the Fujoshi bait bit here. Totally, 
Just like yeah. after listening to this summary of the ca- like the cast of characters and what mm-hmm. they're like and which ones are rumored rumored slash canonically straight or not. In in one of the last episodes, Langa and his mom actually had like a discussion where she thought she was talking about his girlfriend, but he was talking about Reki. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, like, That's amazing. But just straight up, the whole series is just like dudes being dudes and skateboarding and like Tony Hawk's Underground-esque uh, antics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just, I love it. It's great. Like it was the, it was the, the, the sleeper hit for me. I didn't expect this going into the season. Yeah, I heard, <clears throat> I heard it's actually gotten quite popular. Um, I don't know, just like twitter feed stuff like people are starting to get into or not just starting to get into but like people are like yeah this shit's good like check it out like people are sort of word of mouth promoing it and stuff like that i mean from what i saw the limited one episode content i saw it's definitely a fun show um yeah it was very fun yeah it's this is not like the bl part it's literally i think i'm just like too old and i don't like the animation style anymore really? like it's a very modern style Fair, and, I, and i don't necessarily have anything like wrong with it like from watching but i don't enjoy it as much i for think some reason. you're probably you're probably particularly referencing like specific uh character aesthetic rather than or animation yeah, it's like, aesthetic, again, I should like, say, no, rather yeah, than the like, animation itself. Yeah, if you want to talk about the actual like art design, there's nothing um, wrong with his execution. I just feel like I like a different style of um, just I, I the do art remember. style, like pure art style. Because like there are shows that I love, like the the story too, but I was just like, I hate the art style, and, <laughs> you know, and and that's like ten, fifteen years ago too. So it's not like it's exclusive to right now i remember you mentioning while we watch it while we were watching it uh mm-hmm. jay did you say that the one like there's this little side mascot cute thing character that's a little fennec, the fennec fox, fox. A yeah little fennec fox the, the thing was damn adorable and jay did you say that the animation style of that fox was like different from the rest of the show i thought you did. No, i think that was, i think that was nancy but actually oh, okay. i i do remember thinking that it was t- much more cartoony than everything else uh, like it did feel a little in, out of place. It, it it's it was childish in the execution. Like yeah, it, it had it had but, a little like boop boop like sort of. But it was still very very cute. Overly expressive. <laughs> yeah, yes, was, but yeah, it was a little out. It of place. was the token cute thing. Yeah, the token. But I was also like, this is the cute thing. Hmm. I thought all the boys were the cute things. What's the point? There he is. No, Joshi bait one hundred and one right there. Oh. Okay. The, the boys yeah. do all of the, the appeal for you. But yeah, like, I mean, aside from a gripe about, like, I just want, or not even want, I just, like, I, 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 I think the art style of anime, like, very modern type shows are moving beyond what I am, like, used to and, like, like, I guess. But it's didn't still you, a pretty interesting show. I've said it didn't before. Didn't you comment that one show. of the dudes kind of looked like he was out of One Punch Man? No, I said that the main character looks like he's from Shokugeki because he is. Oh, okay. He, he looks like he's like five yeah. years older Shokugeki guy. I don't remember the main character's name in Shokugeki. Reki. 
No, 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 in Shokugeki. Oh, in Shokugeki, okay. I don't know. I, I never I actually watched it. I never, I don't remember his name anymore. But like, Soma. I've heard nothing but good like things it. about it, it, it but I've never watched it. It's yeah. great. I do recommend it, especially if you're a foodie like us. It's, it's a good show. It's a good show. I, I think that there are better shows, but it because food anime, good food anime, doesn't really come around that often. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not bad at all. It's, it's a good one for the current. Uh, so and the current anime meta. <laughs> speaking of food anime, Doctor Robune, mysterious disease specialist. I mean, you're not is wrong. Is it really a food anime at all? But the first episode had a lot to do with food for some reason, so we'll go with it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Ten out of ten. Segue would do again. <laughs> um, I mean, you can't just point out how good the segue is. That makes the segue worse. Nope. That's like jokes. <laughs> It's not a joke if you got to explain it. Exactly. No, it was a wonderful segue. Everyone applaud him. Uh, applause, yay. To his Twitter. Everyone do goo. Applause, <laughs> yes. Uh, Dr. Ramune hated. Well, hated is not quite right because there's another show that I hated. Uh, truly disliked <laughs> the animation style. It was style. not. Did was not, not like good. the animation style at all. Mm -hmm. uh, premise was passable like not the worst thing i've ever seen it's just a cult weird bullshit that you want to call it a disease sure you want to call it a disease we had a girl who was squirting mayonnaise out of her eyes and then it was ketchup and then and then uh, it was soy ramen sauce. broth and soy sauce and everything and it just turns it out was... this is spoiler central but it was just because she was upset about having to work at eight years old or something like that yeah because she was a child actor yeah, yeah, but her also her, her mother was a terrible person. But anyway, yeah. Don't I'm not really... sure how I feel about the show as a whole. Yeah. So there were several problems that I felt with the show that just... It it had a lot of issues mm -hmm. that I noticed from a different show that I actually liked. Except, whereas I liked the other show despite those issues, Dr. Ramane just cranked them up to 11. Uh, so to so to put the uh, uh, to put the comparison right out there, the issues that I noticed in uh, the Fate series that featured Waver, I can't remember Rail, Fate Rail Zeppelin, something like that. And uh, the problem with that was it was a detective show where because it was magic, because of that, as the viewer. You could never work out the mystery on your own. The solution was always some bullshit ass pull that you just, it comes out of left field. You cannot predict it. You can't be like, aha, I am the Sherlock Holmes here. And Dr. Ramane cranks that up to 11. It's, oh, this girl, she's squirting mayonnaise out of her eyes. What the fuck? Okay, but mm -hmm. but why? Why could she be squirting mayonnaise at her eyes? Maybe, maybe she's a mayo addict. Maybe she drinks Kewpie mayo right from the bottle, and she's so full of mayo that she's it's squirting degenerate. at her. No, no, she squirts mayo out of her eyes because her mom doesn't love her. It's because yeah, and and just to clarify, and again, and it's like it's spoiler city, but I mean, it's not like it's heavy on story. This type of show, uh. 
it's specifically because she missed the quality time that she got to spend with her mother before she got famous. So the quality time being like eating a home cooked, uh, cooked, whoops, cooked meal with her mother. And yeah, like I think that I understand where the quote unquote trauma is coming from. But boy, it may, I didn't care enough about that show. And I feel like they have to make the characters likable enough to care about what they do. The yeah. doctor kind of sucks. His assistant yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, the little girl is like, it's not her fault. She exists. The mother obviously sucked. The, that's did, the did issue. Anyone... It's like, oh, oh, the mother, the mother's hugging her daughter now because the mother sees how much pain she's causing in her, her daughter. Everything is solved. It's like, no. No, no, everything's not solved. It's an abusive parent, and you've just you've pointed out how horrible she's been mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. but you haven't really fixed the core issue. But we punished her by getting rid of all of her fancy luxury items. I that guess. Her, yeah, that her child star money bought. Yeah. Yeah. It was. But like, the, I got it's, it's, a bit of a faint in like Inspector Gadget kind of vibe from it because of the doctor and. I see like, what you mean. There's no penny though. There's no character there's, that you actually root for. There's just yeah. no way to empathize with the doctor. Like it's fine that the doctor character is eccentric. That's not a problem. There's lots of fixer type characters that yeah. are eccentric. But you have to have some reason to sympathize with and and you know what? I get it. It was first episode. We watched 20 minutes. Like there's not en- enough time necessarily to fit that. Yeah. But I just didn't want to care about them either. <laughs> like, there was just, no like, lead in. I, I don't know if there's like significantly more development after the first episode and this was just mm-hmm. the really weird um, but hook the they were trying was so to get bad, you into. I wouldn't want to watch it. <laughs> I, I I've seen this exact same formula, formula play out much better multiple times. Like, this exact same formula is basically the formula behind Bakemonogatari. But uh-huh. Bakemonogatari had way better characters, yeah. better animation, even though it was mostly just talking heads for six seasons. I would, I would uh, say that. Talking heads. Like, <laughs> it was legitimately more interesting. Uh, Mushishi also had a very similar formula. Honestly, uh, 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 Doctor Who is like... <laughs> it's basically Doctor Who, except yeah. worse. Except uh, you don't like the main character God, in any another way. One. Yeah, another need, one that you I'm You need to of. sympathize with a character like that. Otherwise, they're just like, ha, ha, ha. Like, I know what the problem is all the time, and I'm here to fix it. And your problem is weird, but don't worry. There's no problem I can fix. I can't fix, rather. And it's just like, I don't. But I still don't care about this character. It's like, it just doesn't make any difference to me. And I don't really care enough about the victims, which is a problem because you want to care about the victims, I think. It was like, uh, underwhelming at best. It wasn't that it was incompetently done. It was just boring. Mm-hmm. On I mean, the other hand... On the other hand... tell you about something incompetently done. Hey, Wait. Do we want to go with the incompetently done segue, or do we want to go with the uh, horrible animation that Jay hates segue? Both. I mean, they can be both. It's the same thing. 
Let's hey, do look, it. Another segue, folks. Let's keep on going. <laughs> keep them coming, boys. Let's drive these segues off a cliff. Our third Jeez, anime. Well. Segway CEO. Our third anime that we reviewed uh, the other night. Was that? We reviewed. Again, we watched Ugh. one episode of it. Was No, we didn't. X-Arm. No, we didn't. We didn't I, even watch right. one episode. We did not watch one episode. We, we watched like hold six on. minutes. We, watched we made it through 12 minutes. minutes. 12 minutes. Wow, we whole made it past the halfway mark. Of, of a t- and we couldn't rest. do it. It was. like. Mm, so it what was... is X-Arm? X-Arm is a Supposedly. futuristic uh, post apocalyptic sort of like show Kay. about i don't know fighting stuff and there's androids and it's set in like 20 2500 we basically or like got that. to the hook of the episode and we were like this is so dumb let's stop watching it yeah so the, I, it was... to be clear there's three reasons why we stopped watching first of which all which one do you want to start with <laughs> the story was not interesting at all uh, that's actually one of the main reasons I suggest I I brought it up that we we're like, do you want to just stop? Because at the twelve minute mark, I was like, we're not going anywhere. There's no development. It's just like the same fighting and trying to figure out where the story is trying to go. Uh, but by saying figure out where the story is going to go, I meant we know where it's going to go. Nowhere because it's going to repeat like the same thing over and over again about this kid who is in a weird android body, a brain thing, and, and AI intelligence, and battle bots, and whatever. Number two. The animation. My god. What animation? It I was some combination animation. of 2D and 3D. Yeah, that was the weird bit for me. It if it was so all jarring. 3D, at yeah. least it was all 3D. But some of it was hand animated, and then the rest of it was not very good 3D animation. And, and you like, could not predict when or where or why or who was going and, to be 2D or 3D animated. At first, I thought it was going to be like important settings or important characters would be 3D animated. No. Yeah. So they were like, background so, characters. So here's the thing. I actually preferred the 2D animated characters to the 3D animated characters, but they made most of the important characters 3D. I think this is what happened. At first, they were like, you know what? We're going to make all 3D because that's going to make the action cheaper to produce. Uh, you can You can do... Big sweeping camera movements. You can do more interesting character movements, and it'll be more consistent if you do use 3D. To be to be straight up, that is the strength of 3D. 3D allows very intricate camera movements and choreography, like action choreography, uh, on a budget, and like that's the reason Ruby did it. Like, mm-hmm. if you want low budget, high action, that's what you do. But their problem was, they're like, okay, we've got the 3D models for all the main characters, but we have all these side characters that barely move or barely show up. We can't afford to make 3D models for them. So we'll just draw them. But sometimes they did. But the the, the issue then is that, uh, okay, so we've got the expensive 3D models. We've Mm. got the cheap 2D characters, but we're not going to draw the main characters in 2D when the cheap 2D characters are on are on screen. And so you've got the 3D models interacting directly with the 2D characters. Mm-hmm. 
It's weird. And, and, th- and they're like, okay, well, how do we make the 2D characters and the 3D models look better? Oh, I know. Just don't really animate the 3D models at all. Keep them completely still. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just and like, what it the resulted hell are you guys in, doing? It was so bad. It resulted in so many dead expressions. It yes. was oh like, oh my God. And on that just, note, the third oh. point I was going to bring up, it relates to the dead expressions. It's the voice flap. Uh, it's the mouth flaps for the voice acting. Oh yeah! So my God. <laughs> okay, so to to tell the people who who don't have any interest in watching this, the mouth movements were very similar to how Muppet mouths move. If you yeah. remember what the Muppets looked like, that's what their mouths looked like when they were you know doing the mouth flap thing. It was very unappetizing. To One say the other least. thing mm-hmm. that I noticed about the mouth flaps—that's not fair. And this that's is something that I always notice in anime is that they actually did take the time, on the 3D models at least, to move the jaw of the uh, of the characters. In in mm-hmm. 2D animated anime, and even some 3D, they don't always do that. So it's like, right. hey, you guys noticed this yes. detail and you did the thing. But then they didn't animate the jaw correctly. They just animated the jaw like sliding down instead going, of bop, hinging bop. back. <laughs> and it didn't hinge at the, it, like, the, the whole jaw didn't slide down. Like half of it did. Yeah. I have two things to say about that. First like, of all, every time they opened their mouth, they were breaking their jaw. There should have been cracking no, no. bone here, sound here. effects. First of all, what Nancy said was a disservice to the Muppets because they are <laughs> fairly well, like they're fairly animated. They're not animated animated, but they're puppet animated well, and they're amazing. But that's, they have, they, but that's they, convey, the they convey emotion and expression a lot better than XR characters ever the did. The Muppets do it well. Like yep. the, the Muppets, but that's not like what the you, actual. That's not what you said. You just said that it was like the Muppets and it sucked. So well, I want to okay, make that no, clear. No, I said the jaw, the jaw motion was just like the Mupp- like a Muppet mouth. Right. And then the second, the, to relating to that, it did not ever look like they were saying like I'm not I'm not a Japanese lip reader. I don't know what you know that necessarily looks like, but I have an idea of what it could look like. Uh-huh. But every time a character in X arm opened their mouth, it sounded like they were about to say the following. <laughs> From from a dubbing perspective, so from the voice yeah. acting side, I also noticed that they didn't actually move the, the, the mouth consistently to the syllables that the actors were no, doing. So it was, it was basically like the same. A 70s yeah. or 80s kung fu movie being overdubbed in English. Except it, it was in Japanese. Like, except worse. <laughs> yeah. I used Still to think, worse. <laughs> I used to think that Berserk 2016 was like the lowest that anime could go. And with X-Arm, we have hit a new bar. A new low. Wow. Yeah, so we didn't live past yeah. 12 minutes. Like, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't do it. There was just no reason for us to at that point. You have to understand that we, your podcast hosts, our time is worth almost nothing. That being <laughs> said, <laughs> X-Arm <sighs> was worth even less at that particular time. If someone tells me that X Arm becomes the best anime of a generation, I still don't know if I could watch the remaining eight minutes of that episode before I could continue on. Nope. Uh, just nope. I'm just I'm just remembering the mental list of all of the things that I didn't like about it while we were watching that episode, and it was just so hard. Oh, I'm just glad that you guys could agree. You guys were all like. No, we have a moral obligation to the people. 
<laughs> to continue this. I was like, I don't no, have we have a moral obligation to the people to stop it. We should have stopped sooner than that. Probably. I gave it. I gave it a chance. I really. I felt like we gave it a chance. We knew we where the story was going to go. More than it deserved. Yeah. The three D. The three D animation was Ugh. significantly less expressive than if it had just been two D animation. Early Machinima looked better than what X Arm. Uh, uh, yes, I would say produced. that. I would like, say that's that. Easy. Like when old Red versus Blue. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Monty Monty Oom's uh, like Dead Fantasy is that what it was yeah. called? I'm pretty sure Dead Fantasy that was when much better. I was just gonna reference exactly that Monty yeah. Oom, rest in peace. You did so much, much more with the record, your models than this. this and for the record, like it wasn't just like some generic scenes that we saw where it was like inside a room and they were talking. No. We saw fight scenes. We saw like we saw what they could the provide. The fight scenes were terrible. We saw what they could provide across the spectrum with that type of animation that that studio put out. It looked worse than we bad wire like, food. My God. Anyways, I'm done with that. I have a segue to other si- other world picnic. We should have just. I will say that it is the exact the opposite of X Arm. We should have gone with the food theme, even though there was no actual picnic. So Otherworld Picnic is, I I haven't watched the whole anime so far, but I have kept up with a few episodes. And uh, I have to say that rewatching the first episode for the second time didn't really answer anything for me. I was just as confused coming out of that the second time that I was the first time. It's another occult type show that has... Strange things what's the happening. Vibe? What's the what's what's another show that has that sort of uh I said something about it last time. But they have like sort of like shadow creatures or not shadow, um like energy creatures of a kind. I don't know. I I don't think I've seen a show that was like this before. I feel like I I've also seen something enjoyed sort of I enjoyed the kind of storytelling they tried to to employ here. They don't tell you they just sort of show you by exposure. It's show, not yeah. tell. Yeah. Yes, and I, I really enjoy that because I think I came out of this with a lot more questions than answers, and I liked it. Like, I actually wanted to see where the show goes. It's, it's, it's set up one premise, and then it doesn't fill in any of the blanks for you, and I really like that because it gives them room for, for growing the story and the world and the characters. I'm just I like, wanted this was like of of the of the five we watched this one and two other ones are probably the ones that I would have stuck with for the rest of the season. Otherworld Picnic uh the first episode again since because it's not the heaviest on exposition but that's fine. It definitely like has it. the most compelling um potential that you would be mm-hmm. like you like obviously it's subjective to each their own you but for the like if it grabs you i think it's it's going to stay with you if it doesn't grab you it's because you didn't get that exposition that you thought you deserve as an audience member um but it's still better than probably dr Romney in the same sort of occult uh phase uh genre is the right word like they're both occult types of shows, but definitely Otherworld Picnic would be, I think, generally considered the superior storytelling 
superior animation quality. I would almost go as far as to say that Otherworld Picnic is more of like an adventure show than uh, an occult show. Like it has There's occult both. and eldritch uh, inspirations, sort of, and yeah. influences. But it's less about being like, oh, we're exploring the uh, the intricacies of of uh, mayo uh, coming out of your tear ducts, and it's and it's more like, okay, so if we go in this elevator and we hit the the buttons in this order, the elevator scene, by the way, was super fun. Uh, <laughs> and then they just they just step into this other world where general physics and common sense don't apply Mm -hmm. but the difference between something like dr ramane where you can never predict what's going to happen and otherworld picnic is that as the show progresses it does start introducing kind of rules for the other world that will at least for that episode be consistent so you can start trying to piece things together you can try to work through it you can try to understand it Instead of it just being oh so random, we can't just you do don't e- don't even try. It's just no, you can try. You can try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. There's something there. There's something a little Doctor Whovian about it, but not quite so zany. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's a mystery to it that you're willing to suspend uh, disbelief for. Exactly, and and sort of like work through whatever it is that they're trying to get to, like. Again, it's not particularly linear storytelling, um, mm-hmm. but it is compelling. Uh, but like animation style, like I said, it's cute, it's fun, it's got a good mix of like a little bit of uh, exaggeration and then a little bit more uh, sort of almost like a slice of life type of animation where it's uh, fairly grounded. But I liked it. I liked it a lot. The that, next, one, that one gets a yeah, thumbs up for me. I, 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 unfortunately, we can't talk about it that one so much because we don't have a, enough information about it. But the first episode is one of those, like, it's a teaser episode that works. So, Yes, yes. And yeah. you know what else works? Heaven's the hard-working design team behind Heaven's design team. Those angels are angels. Yes. They do a good job. It's like... I I feel like Nancy would appreciate it way more than I did, but I just it basically put uh, creating animals to committee to like project well, management a design team. No, it was project yes. management. The client has yeah. stated that he would like these things, and then yes. it's the team trying to figure out okay. what it is and turn it into something that's like physically yeah. possible. There's a lot of there's a lot of like. Uh, it's not just a superficial kind of humor. There are definitely layers of humor there that mm-hmm. are fun for adults, working adults to watch. And it's not just Especially... like like it's it's got fun. It's got a fun like animation style, colorful, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's got like you know, sure, like it's creating animals for me. Excuse me, I burp. Uh, that was a great little thing because I love animals I, I i love nature and like they're like oh we're going through these little design quirks of animals and how to make them work like how to make a giraffe and why a giraffe can work as an animal for yes, example okay. i, I want to talk about the giraffe was like yeah i made one good thing once Ever. and now <laughs> everything i make is the it's same good the same animal. thing yeah. so i want to talk about the giraffe so 
the the show has a pretty healthy amount of edutainment to it, sort of yes. in the same way that Cells uh, at Work kind of did. Like but in this case, bit, yeah. it's a it's a bit of like you know physics and biology and how that relates. But I want to point out that every team I've ever worked on always had that guy. So the the request from the client was the thing that would eventually uh, result in the creation of a giraffe, but. Mm. It was basically, I want an animal that can eat the leaves from the tall part of the tree or something. Yeah, so that was the request. And and fine, that that sounds like a sensical ask. But I want to point out there's always going to be someone who goes outside of the box so hard that they don't actually solve the original problem. So there was a guy who proposed, why don't I just make a tree that uh, will do this and it'll allow all the animals to be able to feed off of the top of it without actually being like an animal. Like his his idea was to create a tree that fulfills the needs sort of kind of, not the animal that the client asked for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There yeah. is, for anyone who's ever worked on an engineering team or like a problem solving team, any kind of a tech team, there's always going to be one person that does that. And it's hilarious that they captured it so well in the mm-hmm. show. It was just like an aside. They didn't even spend a lot of time on this joke. But they no. captured the essence of that person, that person on your team. They did it well. I, I really appreciate literally... a lot of the things that they joked about in this in yeah, the one a... episode that we clearly, saw. Clearly, the writer behind this show has <laughs> some experiences. <laughs> yes. Has seen some things. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got a lot of like office work vibe. It's got a lot yeah. of like like humors. Like, the humor in layers is what I'm trying to address. And uh, again, on on the like on the front end, it's animals are ridiculous, and it's because they're designed this way. The mm-hmm. second layer is like office level humor, and the third level is uh, design work, like engineering based humor, essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yes! And that's all, yeah, that's, and they, all, that's just what we saw from like the first episode. There could be more, and I'm and down like, for it. it takes a little bit of skill to be able to marry those levels of humor together well, and I think they did really well. Oh, they um, did fantastic! There was mm-hmm. the one dude who was like, "I made one good thing once, and now everything kind of is a shadow of that thing, or a derivative of that thing." There's the, uh, I'm really brilliant, but I'm kind of just an intern and I'm here to, to pay attention and, and help wherever I can. And the, like the, the archetypes of those types of teams who do that kind of work, like they just, they, they did a really good job. I loved it. I want to watch more. I feel like that one guy who uh, took it upon himself to try to design the most tasty animals possible. Oh my uh, God. I feel like he's my spirit yes. animal. I loved him too. The the altruistic, but ultimately has selfish reasons for doing his job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Him just trying to eat the anteater, and the guy who designed the anteater trying to protect his baby from it. Yep. Ah, that was so cute. Yep. I I enjoyed. I think I can confidently speak uh, for all of us that you know, regardless of your general preferences preferences in anime whether it's like this genre or this art style or whatever you're looking for, Heaven's Design Team is probably the one that everyone should just watch for fun. There's mm. like very little that you shouldn't resonate with, I feel like. Uh, it, it just has like a very universal fun appeal that's not like too childish, too adult, too weird. 
to like uh this or that like the only thing is like maybe you don't like the art style that's that's maybe the only thing but that's because it, it does employ something that you don't normally see as an art style colors a lot of the sh- like i know it has a lot of strong line <laughs> artwork yeah yeah it is it outlines a lot of its uh the characters in more than just like a thin black line or whatever so um it looks a little strange in that regard but it's still fun lots of bright colors lots of funny little in jokes um yeah it's probably the one show that we watched that we actually all super liked all of us were like yeah this is amazing mm-hmm. like so clearly... most of us were pretty into skate yeah. most of us were pretty into otherworld picnic mm-hmm. all of us were losing our shit with heaven's design team and all of us so really hated x-arm <laughs> Yeah, yes. yeah. I think it's pretty think clear XR how we the... ranked the five. Yeah, yeah. XR was the only one where all of us were like one hundred percent in agreement of of the quality of the anime, but mm-hmm. Heaven's Design Team was a close second, and fortunately positive. Mm-hmm. Yep. We left the ba- the best for last. Luckily, we didn't really have an order going in of watching these shows. X-Arm just happened to be in the middle, and we're like, oh, God, I hope we can recover from this. It was the <laughs> order of, okay, what did we actually watch last week? Right. Yeah. No, so. it was uh, it was a good time. And it was good hangouts, as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with that, that's pretty much the recap for Winter 2020. Those are the only shows that mattered all of last season. So go ahead and watch them, or don't. <laughs> Uh, we will be going into spring 2021 previews pretty soon here. Probably next episode or the episode after that. Who knows? Can't I wait. Do. I control this. I do. I know this. Uh, but there should be some fun stuff. And hopefully we can find some gems and find uh, some absolute pieces of coal that we can also just hate. It's good to hate on things. No <laughs> coal will burn as brightly as X-Arm. I tell you that much. That's what you think. Uh, but uh, I'm trying yeah. I want really to believe to remember. that X-Arm is the low, the lowest of the low that the anime industry can go for like another six years. You're wrong. Do you even remember <laughs> something that we disliked this, this much in the last six years? Oh, if you want to watch the uh, first episode of Berserk 2016, it is I a don't. ride. No, I don't. Like, speaking as someone who really loves Berserk. I know you do. What the fuck? Oof. We bought some weird stuff, but yeah. yeah. For a studio we haven't, we, ha- we haven't had an, a universal Berserk theme. 2016 was done by the same studio that's currently doing uh, So I'm a Spider, So What? Oh, yeah. And the, the spider isekai is actually genuinely enjoyable. Right. So, like, good job. Good job, studio. I don't know what your name is, but you did Berserk, so I don't want to know your name. (laughs) With that, uh, I think we'll end this episode. Keep an eye out for our next ones. Keep an eye out for the next bit of Odafest 2021 news that we'll have coming out. And thank you again for listening. Uh, Catch up on Erica Lindbeck's stuff, and we will have another episode for you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. See you next time. Goodbye, everybody.